Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. You're listening to Comedy Central. Another week, another job fair. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, Jacqueline. This this week isn't about sex. Okay. Now hiring. The Minnesota Vikings are looking to hire a new assistant coach after the coach decided to step down <laughs> when he found out that they was going to must vaccinate your ass if you're going to be a part of this organization. Was it a religious reason? I would rather catch COVID than fuck around with y'all and y'all vaccine policies. Kiss my ass. So you and your five D phones. That's what he said. He's leaving millions on the table. He could catch COVID. Millions, millions, hundreds of thousands. I mean, I don't know what they make, but he got enough enough to pay off that Kia Stinger he drives. I mean, you know, he's good. He drives a Kia. Either way, it's a good job, and And he's gonna. Leave it. He chose to step away. Well, you know that's what's starting to happen on these mandatory vaccine policies. He's about his morals and truth. So he's stepping away. Okay, is this a good football team? The Vikings? Well, then they won't miss him. Who cares? My name is Roy. I have a job there. You're listening to it. Top of the middle of the week to you there, my laddies. And I'm free and clear from Boston. And I'm about Woo. to cut this fucking goatee off my face. I can't wait. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, I want to talk real quick. Jacqueline, uh, yes. first off, hello to you. Hi. Hello, hello, Sarah Ralph III. How do it, sir? Third, there's a lot of mandatory vaccination policies that are starting to come around. I figured today would be a good day to start talking about it as we get ready to send our kids, you and me, back to school in a couple of weeks got the Delta variant out there. Mm-hmm. You got the Lambda variant out there. All types of shit happening. Uh, Arkansas, no more beds in the ICU mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, an unfortunate result of this, because no matter what the chaos is in the world, I still believe it still comes back to affecting employment one way or another. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk with our brother, who's a COVID tester, uh, a little mm-hmm. bit later in the program. Um, just kind of, you know, just a little bit about 
that world and also how you can make that money. Mm. How you can make money walking up to motherfuckers with a Q-tip and going, let me touch your brain, bitch. See if you got that shit. Get your nose down and go. I think they're a little more compassionate than that, Roy. <laughs> they're a little better now. You know, you listen to the music. That's what they do. They grab you by the braids and they stick it up your nose. That's what they say in a the hip-hop song. The last couple COVID tests I've had, they've been a little bit more comforting. It hasn't mm. been yeah. as aggressive as last summer. Where, like, last summer, they was going up there. But now, it's just like, yeah, we just... It's almost feel like they just checking you for boogers. Nasty. But but the Q tip only goes booger death. You know what I'm oh saying? Oh gosh! Right, and then it's that extra pole part that goes up in there that gets the yeah yeah yeah. You got you because they get in there. Or are you so there. accustomed to it now? Mm. That's true. Mm. That's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know how I feel about. I understand it. But mm-hmm. I, well, let me let me phrase it another way before people think that I'm saying something I'm not saying. How do you enforce mandatory vaccination orders mm-hmm. for your staff at a mm-hmm. time where employees have the power to fucking walk? Valid question. Walk. Netflix mandatory vaccination orders. For anyone working on a Netflix production in the Zone A part, Zone A is essentially the actors, the directors, hair mm-hmm. and makeup, anybody that's right up in each other's face all the time, cameramen, cats like that. The NFL, of course, is kind of toying around with that. The federal government, the federal, as my uncle would say, mm-hmm. the federal government, uh, Joe Biden is saying, yeah, get vaccinated or we're going to test your ass every week for the rest mm-hmm. of the time that you work for the federal government. I, now, when they say federal workers, I always think about people in the office and folks working in Social Security because I know you ain't going to do it to a postal worker. They'll beat your ass. <laughs> do they have enough money to do that? I mean, I hear. <laughs> do they Dang. have enough money? She says, is these niggas broke? Do they really got the money? The I think they broke. shave the country? <laughs> like, yes. Country broke. Country broke. They ain't got no money to do this. Number one, and I I could be the the wrong one to really say this, but it's just the way I feel. Once I got stuck, I really stopped having sympathy for those who chose not to. I know that may not be right, but it's the way I feel. Like, there are some people, like, as soon as I said that I was vaccinated, I remember telling friends of ours that were vaccinated, and they looked at us, and they were like, oh, so you did it, huh? I ain't going to do it. Like, it was like it was like a bragging point. I was like, well, I ain't going to fall for the government's tricks. I was like, you do remember at one point in this country, it was illegal, illegal for black people to get vaccinations at a certain point. People mm-hmm. don't really understand mm-hmm. how the Black Panther Party not only changed how we deal with free lunches and free breakfasts, but the Black Panther Party was also out giving free vaccinations because you couldn't get vaccinations back then. It was a right to get a vaccine. So. I don't really feel bad for folks at this point. Um, and if your job, your paycheck is telling you to get stuck, go get stuck. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, you lose your job if you don't get stuck. Like, I don't I don't get it. I, if I've been waiting my whole life to play football, or I'll take it even personal. I'm waiting my whole life to play basketball because I'm horrible. But then all of a sudden, I'm in the pros. And they telling me that if I want to keep my pro contract, they need to stick me with one or three vaccines. I'm bending over like a steroids stick my ass so I can keep playing. I don't understand. 
Well, I've been up and down on this. When Mm. it first came out and that black woman received the vaccine, I pushed back on the table. Yeah. In the Mm. U.S. The first American to be vaccinated was a black black healthcare worker. Yeah. Yeah. Because they already knew in advance they were going to have trouble with people that look like us getting this vaccine. And I immediately pushed away from the table. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to play out. Let Mm. me see you all get it first. And then when my number popped up, I ran over there and took it. (laughs) Yeah, because see, Ralph Jacqueline is in that wave. She was in that first wave of educators Mm -hmm. who got, you know, they got the vaccine, that that first wave of first responders and people who are right out there (laughs) in the shit. City of Atlanta and Los Angeles have reinstated indoor mask Mm. mandates, even for the vaccinated. And that's why. That's where this gets a little dicey for me, is that, all right, man, you don't want to wear a mask, I'm vaccinated, cool. That's what we felt back in March. But now you have the new data that goes, mm-hmm. oh, no, they can still give you that thing, even though yes. you're vaccinated. It's just gonna lay, it ain't going to lay you down the way it used to lay you down, but it still might lay you down. For me, that's enough to go, all right, y'all motherfuckers got to put, like, I'm rethinking how I'm even do these comedy shows. I still have stand-up to do between now and October. Imperfect Messenger coming to Comedy Central. Roy Virginia's third hour special coming to Comedy Central in October. I had a child. I need to be able to come home to my child, right? He ain't vaccinated yet. He fine. They ain't letting us get the kids with vaccination. They already talking about booster shots. For my, for, make sure everybody mm-hmm. got the first one, bitch, before you giving mm-hmm. everybody a re-up. That's a separate Tell conversation. Yo, I'm about to say, keep it real. My son is eight. I'm with you. He can't get vaccinated. He's nine, rather. He can't get vaccinated. They are saying that some vaccinated people can still be carriers. Yes. True. So I don't want you to give me that thigh out. Then I bring it home to the boy. Mm-hmm. So the the freedom aspect of it, like, I legit understand that. I understand the freedom. Man. You have a right to not get a shot. I have a right as your employer to go get the fuck out. Mm. End of the Which, day. None of these NFL niggas are going to not suit up. If the league said, put that shit in your arm, you fucking, half of y'all is bad with your money. You, you know, don't take that shot. In theory, though, man, like, I agree with you in theory, but in practice, let us not forget the Baltimore Ravens last year, where 20 dudes on the Baltimore Ravens at certain points in the season refused to take the vaccine, including superstar Lamar Jackson, which forced them to lose against the Pittsburgh Steelers, their hated rival. Because he wouldn't take the test. He was like, I'm done on this COVID shit. He um, just tested positive again. And that's man, all I'm saying, man. Like, right. That, like, yeah. that shit don't make no sense to me, man. Like, I, again, and, and, and I know I can sound like a bit of an ass, which is fine. But what? I have a friend, we have a family friend of ours, right? And we told her that we got vaccinated. And her first response was, well, my mama told me that I shouldn't get vaccinated. And I was like, your mama, is your mama a doctor? She was like, no. I said, when you took science in high school, you were struggling in physics, did your mama help you? She was like, no. So why the hell are you listening to your mama now? Go get stuck. Like, it don't make sense to me, but like, everybody's, everybody's so awake that they're still asleep. And everybody is so smart that they're stupid at the same time. And it's a, it's a new world. I don't necessarily know how to get it. Did you see Fauci when he told one of the lawmakers, you just don't know what you're talking about? Rand Paul. That was Rand Paul. He told off. It was wonderful. 
it, it, it's important to me that we that we talk a lot about this this episode, considering all of the tomfoolery that we've gotten into the last couple of weeks. I know we have a brother standing by um, after the break who uh, is a COVID tester, and we're going to explore a little bit of that world. But Jacqueline, who's on the phone right now with us for Worst and First? We have Dr. Gore, and he is looking for an executive director, and he personally is an attending physician and clinical assistant professor. Black Doctor Alert! Yes. Black Doctor Alert! Whoop, whoop! (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Gore... Well, first off, if you're looking for people, then hell, this ain't worse. First, this is a job fair. Yes, Double it job is. Fair. Two job fair. We got two people hiring on the show. All right. Yes, I am. Now, yes, we before are. we, now we got all types of COVID questions for your mm-hmm. ass, man. We got we're gonna talk about the position that you're hiring for, but you know it is customary here on the job fair, Doc. We need to know either your worst job or your first job, just as quickly as you can. Let's just get that out the way. Just give us what was it before. Pre Dr. Gore. Oh man, my worst job. I worked in a factory. I think I lasted two days. It was a place called Binding Books. And literally, I was binding books. And you know, I was like, you know, I go to Morehouse College, you know, I did well. I busted 3.9 GPA. And I'm thinking they're gonna hire me for an internship. Went for my interview, suited up, and the brother told me, he said, Wear something that you don't mind getting messy tomorrow. And I'm like, okay. And <laughs> I went in there and it was, I was in a warehouse. And he said, Yeah, it's called binding books. You're gonna bind books. And so I did that for like for two days straight. <laughs> and you you couldn't change the radio station. Mm. Um, there was a guy who had like a missing finger. He handled like the, the cutting press. And there was another guy it who sounded I sounded like he couldn't handle some... it. <laughs> Yo, what? but he was like. I asked him, I was like, how long have you been doing this? He said, oh, maybe like 30 years. And I was like, oh, shit. And then there was another guy who, I don't know if, I don't want to, I don't know if there was a, I don't know if, I don't want to say, he wasn't developmentally delayed, but he was, he was, a, he had a unique, he was a unique person. And uh, he wanted to talk about Frank Sinatra because they could only, you know, the whole time I was like, okay, I know who Frank Sinatra is, but he wanted to have a whole conversation for like, the entire eight hour shift I was on and then we couldn't change the radio station. I was like, at least play some upbeat because I was starting to fall asleep. What genre was the station? It was classical. I appreciate oh. I played music. I appreciate it. But I was like, I need to hear something a little upbeat. But it wasn't even like like a Beethoven kind of thing where you're gonna get your, you know, like it wasn't like what's it what's the name? John Williams from like Star Wars. It wasn't no it wasn't no anthems, no no emperor composition orchestra. Nah. It was elevator music. It was elevator music, and I almost went to sleep, and I lasted two days. I was like, I can't do this. And I was like, I got, I'm, I'm going to study whatever I got to do, but I, I, I can't do this for a living. Mm-hmm. So you get out of bonding books. You go back to Morehouse. You get your shit together. And um, you become a doctor during a global goddamn pandemic that you couldn't have fathomed when you got your medical degree. What is it that you think, fuck it, I'm going to make it racial. What is it that you think black people have are most misinformed about with regards to COVID and the vaccine based on what you've seen and the patients that you've talked to? We are concerned about people experimenting on us. And so Mm -hmm. all you need to do is say that something is new or experimental. We ain't talking about new J's. We're talking about an actual medical thing. And it's something that people don't completely understand. So you factor in something new that that the government is telling you to take. And we already have our issues with the government. And then you factor in 
there's a disease process that you don't fully comprehend and you're getting you have you know somebody told me a long time you know not too long ago they said you know back in the day we used to suffer from insufficient information now we suffer from overconsumption or or, or more or that wasn't it was mm. too much information and so yeah, now right. you've got to do your due diligence and be able to sort and sift through what's correct what's not correct yes. what's false media um what's uh, very targeted for a specific audience, which one is inclusive, which ones are using language that you understand, Propaganda, which one speaks to your emotion, propaganda, you, you name it, and there's a lot to sort through. And so what do you want to go off of because you don't, you're, you're not comfortable sorting through some of those other, some of those other modalities, you go for a meme, you mm -hmm. go for something really short, succinct, palatable, and if it speaks to your emotion and you can comprehend it, then you take it on as this is something that I want to do. And then you start factoring whether or not this is something that you actually want to do, like social distance, like this, this issues with social distancing. The biggest one is you lose that contact of being around people and your loved ones. You're already stressed out and all you got is your homies and your family. So if you can't have access to them, mm. then you're going to do whatever it is possible to reject that. And that's, that's, been, a, that's been a lot of the problems. But, you know, I, I work in the Caribbean community. They're like, I don't want to get juked. Um, by a needle and or anything like that. But my father grew up on the west side of Chicago and he's in his seventies and he said we were all vaccinated as kids. You know, you couldn't even get in the school building uh if you weren't vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a physician and I, I've also worked in a lot of underdeveloped countries uh, around the world and lectured, you know, a lot of the work I've done, probably in fact the biggest stints in in countries have, have been in Haiti. Uh, where I've probably been like 14 mm. or 15 times. And because you're working in, and I worked in Kenya and I worked in Brazil and in Peru. And so if you're in certain places where, where you have specific diseases that we don't even think about uh, and, and, you know, that people are still catching in these countries, then you get the vaccines to make sure you don't, you don't want to catch in that stuff. When I was in med school, I worked in Kenya, like my last couple of months. And there was a guy, another physician uh, who I lost contact with. Well, he was a medical student. He's a physician now. His name was Muita. And we to walk with crutches. And one night we were chatting, come, walking from the dorms. And I was like, why do you walk with crutches? And he said, well, I, had po I got polio when I was mm. a kid. And I was like, wow. I'm like, you, you know, I read about polio and you, you, know, you study it. But these are diseases that you don't get in the U.S. This is mm -hmm. like stuff mm. that, that Roosevelt got. And that's why he sat mm. behind like a desk. So you don't think about anything like that. But that was, you know what, Roosevelt was president. That was the early 1900s. So we don't even it's think like about scurvy. it. It's like, motherfucker, how you get scurvy? Right. 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 Or, you know, Chappelle was talking about like how people dying from diarrhea. You know, you know, now you eat bananas and have some stuff with electrolytes and you clear it up, but folks dying from diarrhea. But, you know, to hear about somebody who was a, who was a, who, who got polio and because of that, and the reason why he got polio is not because he wasn't, he didn't want to get vaccinated. His, his family couldn't afford the vaccine. And his father was so apologetic. And he said, you know, my, he said, we didn't have any money, but he said, whatever, I'm going to do whatever possible to get you the best possible education. And he wanted me to want to go to medical school. And, um, but to, to be able to, to have to walk with crutches for your entire life. And this is no disrespect to people who um, have physical handicaps uh, or, or physical challenges. Um, but this is something that could have been avoided. And this is something that I know if he had had the opportunity to do so again, uh, or if his family had, you know, like, look, let's take an additional investment, let not investment, but let's take an additional chance, sell something and just be broke for a while. If it's, it's going to 
if it's going to improve the quality of life of my son, then I'm going to do that. And so a lot of people, so I, I think about Muta's story all the time, and that was back in 2002, but I never forgot it. And so we start thinking, talking about vaccinations and what that actually means, and then also working in a place and seeing people infected and, and dying or having long-term consequences uh, from the illness, I'm well, you know, just get the vaccine. I don't have any problems. With I understand people's reserve with getting it, but at some point, you know, the, often the people who are reserved about about uh, about getting the vaccine also haven't seen people up close who who've died from it. But but fear is a powerful so, thing, and that's it's why. A, and and I think that's I moved out the house the during the pandemic. By the way, Ralph knows it, but I moved out the house for ten weeks. Uh, my wife was pregnant. One of my homies is another ER doc. His wife was pregnant, and they were like, "Nah, we we prefer you, <laughs> you know, you know, leave the yeah. house and not stay here." Because yeah. We still didn't know a whole lot about Smart. it. Smart. And and those first and second trimesters, even third trimesters, are so are so uh, volatile. And uh, so do you want to take any chances with with your new with your new child that's about to be born? Talk to me a little bit about your company and the position that you're hiring for, exactly. Okay. So I've been an emergency medicine doc for 19 years, and you know I. You know, I grew up in Brooklyn, uh, went to Morehouse with, with Ralph. Uh, I spent, I went to medical school in Buffalo. Then I did my residency training in Chicago uh, at Cook County Hospital. And one of the common things that you always wind up seeing in Chicago and pre-gentrified Brooklyn, even post-gentrified Brooklyn, um, and Buffalo and, and, and the Southwest Atlanta, the SWATs, is this whole thing with violent trauma. And after seeing a lot of this stuff, and you know, I, I practice in the same hospital that's across the street from my elementary school. And so the people that I wind up seeing are some, you know, often neighbors or family or, or friends, and some are in good shape and some are not so good shape. But the ones who aren't in good shape, who come in with illnesses or problems that you could avoid, it really hits home. And that's the one, the, the one thing that I kept seeing a whole lot of was violent trauma. And you know, I, I pronounced a lot of people dead, whether it's from COVID or from from, from injuries, whether it's a knife wound, stab wounds, gunshot wounds, mm. you know, hammer to the head. You know, this is, this is a part of my work reality. And uh, me and some other friends, you know, developed a program called CAVI, which stands for the Kings Against Violence Initiative, to help combat the violence that we were seeing in the community. And that they're multi, it's multifactorial. You've got our school program with works with kids who are considered to be at risk, which is literally every kid who lives in Brooklyn. Um, but then we also have our hospital-based intervention where we work with young people uh, and their families. These are people who've been injured. So if somebody comes in shot, there's a really, really high likelihood that they're going to come in shot again within five years and even, you know, in, in a pretty high rate of being killed in five years after being, being shot once uh, before. Wow. And so our program, you know, we provide case management. We provide support services. We, we work with credible messengers, people who have been in the, in the streets, people who may be formerly incarcerated, people who are, who are very connected to the community, who are the best possible people to intervene and provide those sort of support services. They speak the same language. Remember, we were talking about COVID and this whole thing with the whole concept of fear. Uh, when you have somebody that speaks the same language, understand what you're going through, um, I'd rather have them talk to me and explain things because I know that they've been in my shoes. And so that's what we do. I, I have a sidebar though, Roy. What you're talking about is extremely important, and I have Southern parents, and I had to get the shots with them in order for them to actually take the shot. 
and they know about Tuskegee, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. These are places that they played. So this is a, a real sidebar. What were your thoughts about Juvenile when he did vax that thing up? <laughs> <laughs> well, first, I don't even, I know y'all talking about Damn. New Orleans a little bit earlier, <laughs> but you know, it's been I some interesting marketing way, of the vaccine to the what, black what, community. Whatever gets people through those doors, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, like I used to, you know, I used to say all these responses and things. Oh, well, you know, I don't. Maybe the language could have been used a little bit differently. Sometimes you got to put things in the language that people understand. Mm. And if back that thing up or vax that thing up is what you understand and what resonates <laughs> with you, and it's gonna keep you alive, then more power to it. This isn't remote work then. This is something where people need to be 10 toes on the ground yes. in New York City, correct, to be a part yes, of this, to be for, one of these outreach workers, right? No, this is for our executive director. Um, I've been doing this oh. work with developing oh, the program. Oh. Um, you know, I've been working on this the idea of the program for the past 15 plus years, and we started doing more outreach in the, in the sense of advocacy work back in 2008, 2009, but 2009 under the name Kavi. And then in 2011, we actually launched our intervention programming in the schools and in our hospitals. But we're looking for a full-time executive director, somebody who has leadership experience, someone who understands the pulse of the community, someone who can manage teams, but also help raise money to continue on these efforts. Uh, we see close to few, uh, probably two to 300 patients per year in the emergency department. And we work with the uh, couple of hundred students in and around Brooklyn, New York. Uh, and in addition to that, we also doing trainings uh, for other violence intervention programs around the city. So there, there's the intervention, there's the prevention, there's the education component, which is kind of tying into this whole public health thing. If you understand the problem and if you can identify the problem and tackle all the risk factors, then you can fix the problem. So I got a question for you, Rob. Yes, sir. Um, I know that there are people in Chicago who are violence, um, they, they kind of do what you guys do. Is there, is how many communities nationally um, have you tried to align Kavi with, or is that something that you all do as well? So no, excellent question. Um, I got to give a, you know, you mentioned the, the interrupters who are, you know, coming out of Chicago. Uh, so we got to give a shout out to the folks who are with Cure Violence. It used to be yeah, Ceasefire, uh, yeah. uh, but now it's called Cure Violence. And they're people who, who work with Cure Violence as an organization. And then there are people who function using the cure violence model. A lot of this stuff is also based off of another program uh, out in Oakland uh, called Caught in the Crossfire, which is now called uh, Youth Alive. And they were the Youth first hospital-based yeah. violence intervention program. So we've got to give a shout out to, the, to you know, our, our homies out in the Bay Area uh, who've been doing this work for a very long time. Uh, well, Kavi is very similar. Uh, and, we, you know, I looked at a lot of different organizations that were up and running, but also looked at what kept me and some of my knucklehead friends out of trouble uh, and aligned it based on what we were dealing with uh, in central Brooklyn uh, at, at our respective hospitals. Uh, in the book, How Google Works, I always talk, talk about this. You know, a lot of people like to do a one size fits all and you can't really do it. Brooklyn is very different from Chicago, uh, even though they're both urban spaces. You know, mm -hmm. Brooklyn is different from you know, central Brooklyn is different than Harlem, which is the same city. They morph it to fit the, fit the dynamics of the neighborhood. And so when you look, when you're developing a business or a nonprofit, you want to make sure that it understands what, which community that you're, that you're going into. And you have people from that community that, that are going to be a part of it, 
but it also has to have a, a certain feel of that community. It can't, you can't just plop one, take one thing from another place and plop it in another. We've seen a lot of businesses like that and they, and they don't do so well in the long run. And that's and that's very that's very interesting because that's a tough needle to thread from a hiring standpoint because that really restricts your hiring pool because it has to be someone. This is very specific work. Yes, no. You just have All right, to understand no, the vision. Straight me out because okay, you got to understand the vision. So so Jaquel Clemens and I, I got to give a shout out there. We, we've known each other since since college. Uh, Jaquel is from New Orleans. She went to college in Atlanta. She did some. She did a grad school in New York, but. She's not a, she's not from the Northeast. She's not from Brooklyn, but she's learned the borough. The thing, you know, what I have, what I, what I love about her and other people that I've met around the country who've done the work, there's a brother in Philly who works with healing hurt people. He's from Brooklyn, he's from the Bronx, but works in Philadelphia. You can learn to, you can learn the community. It may not be your complete community, but you can learn it. Uh, but you also have to you, you have to have a shared vision and that vision can't be compromised. Uh, and that's going to be the most important thing. If you're comfortable, will you share the pay range for the executive director? And if you're not, don't do it. Yeah, no, it's, it's probably between 125 to 150. And a lot of this stuff is really dependent on the type of leadership um, that the person is bringing to the table. Uh, compared to somebody who's, if you, if you're pretty green, if you've never done anything like this, then that's one thing. If you've done this stuff for a while, then, you can request a little bit different, but I like to use, you know, talk about that age range. And then this sounds heavy. I mean, this is going to go home with you. How do you not take this home with you? This sounds so heavy. Uh, excellent question. So personally, you know, I've been a doctor for 19 plus years. And so developing, really cultivating and evolving wellness practices is, is really important. Are we really um, that old, right? It's yeah, been 19, 20 old, years, man. As a physician, you know, we ain't not even talking about med school, you know, as, as a physician, but you start, you know, the good thing is what we provide is, is what's known as trauma-informed care-based work. And we didn't coin the term, but it's really a tailored approach to understanding um, how to treat trauma. And one of the things that we've been really good about is ensuring that the staff, many of which have come from these, these communities, are also, and have also experienced this kind of trauma. And so how do you, you know, making sure people have days off, making sure that they go uh, to therapy or group counseling mm. so that you can help process that stuff so you don't take that stuff with you. You know, I'd be lying if I said that, you know, we have been 100% successful with every person that's been on our staff and helping manage their trauma. Uh, but I can say since from the early days to where we are now, we are a thousand times better because I think overall people are recognizing what mental health uh, mm -hmm. actually means and how it can be incorporated yeah. into the into the workplace. We even do wellness activities for the, the hospital uh, that we work mm -hmm. in uh, because we realize, you know, just because you work in trauma doesn't mean that you've processed it. Where can people reach out to you uh, if they want to be a part of what you all are doing? So they can check us out at kavibrooklyn.org. That's K-A-V-I-B-R-O-O-K-L-Y-N.org. And the, the email, yeah, just if you click on there, there's a link to it pops up that you can click on uh, if you're interested in the executive director position. But you can also look at, at our uh, other elements of our webpage just to check out what we do, uh, but the other positions that we're also hiring for as well. My good friend, Dr. Gore here is uh, also a consummate, humble, sharp young brother. So he wouldn't necessarily tell you about certain things that I feel we probably should ask him about. And I wanna ask you specifically, how did being a nominated finalist for the CNN Heroes program help Aww. you 
with the thing oh. that you did with Kavi. So yeah, so I wasn't a CNN hero of the year, but I was a CNN hero. Um, oh yeah, you were. He was a final. He was a I was, finalist. I was. Yeah, look, hold for up, the hero of the hold year. Up. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Let me let me tell you this for real too, Roy. You old I know, humble I, ass doctor. Yeah, man. I know this dude, <laughs> man. People and shit. I know this dude. And I'm sitting up. I was working for the Chinese folks at the time. And I'm sitting up there and I'm watching the screen go by. And at first I saw something flash. I was like, damn, that looked like Rob. But nah, nah, that wouldn't be Rob. Rob, man. Rob, Rob be busting. Yeah. So like, yeah, I was real proud of the homie, man. You know, in terms of full disclosure, and like, you know, I I definitely try to do my part to push the social campaign to help him because I knew what he was no, doing. He's always been all about the community, man. So yeah, I wanted to ask you, how did that experience kind of factor in what you were doing no. with Kavi? It it didn't change what I was doing, but it gave me a voice to speak on behalf of other people that are doing the work. And that brought in additional resources, which allowed us to expand the vision. And so for that, you know, I'm, I'm super thankful. I'm still in touch with uh, the fellow heroes and even some of the folks from CNN uh, who've been really influential and helpful for helping us learn how to craft messages that can go for larger periods, you know, to larger audiences that we hadn't really considered. So the moves beyond just a local problem that we see in central Brooklyn or the hood um, to something that has global appeal uh, with information and insights that can be shared across communities that we never even thought about. When I tell you thank you for the work that you're doing, not just on the medical side of things, but on the community side of things, like, I mean, sincerely, thank you so much. And when that vaccine booster shot comes out, I hope that you'll give us the Illuminati wink, wink heads up so that we can get that, <laughs> that next vaccine when it comes around. CaviBrooklyn.org if you want more information, man. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you so much, man. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, Thanks for having me on the show. If I may, bro, I questionably, like, all these cats who basically were against the, the, the vaccine in the first place and are now going down because of the vaccine, if there was a story to show us that, because they were the ones who were marching against it, they were the ones who were violently against it. I mean, they were really against it, but now the main ones who are going out I mean, I've seen way too many of those um, clips and, and interviews where these people were fighting it and how they're going out for it. Maybe maybe if there were a way to show that, I kind of think it would help. Yeah, you would need more of that. They, they showed some of that. Like, there's been people who were, fuck a vaccine, and then five days later, they're in the hospital. Hey, everybody, make sure you take the vaccine. I'm sorry about that Facebook po Oh, I'm dead. And mm. yeah. it still mm. hasn't been enough. I have a sidebar for you today at okay. school, you know, we're preparing to go back in school or whatnot. So the teachers do this stuff called in service. Well, our boss told us today, if you have the vaccine, you'll see a slight bump in your pay. You're going to get a bonus. Oh, the audience start talking then. Oh, I might have to go get this shot early. They start talking then. I might get a little bump. After the break, we're going to explore the world of COVID testing and talk with a brother who's also hiring in that regard and find out what it's like to ride around in a company vehicle and go to strange places and and finger somebody up their oh nostril in exchange for money. <laughs> Job fair. We'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. 
course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Jobs there. We are back. We are back in the game. Now, what what COVID variant? Uh, you know what? This portion of Roy's job there <laughs> is brought to you by the Delta variant. The Delta variant. <laughs> Coming soon to a lung no. you if you don't get that vaccination with your scary ass. Stop no. fucking around okay. and get that shot so you can be around with your kids. The Delta variant wants you to know that he is on tour. And uh, you can pull up the tour dates at don'tgetthatdeltavariant.org. I don't And I say it jokingly, third, but because there is an uptick in COVID cases, mm-hmm. And I know we, you know, we get crazy on the show. We were just talking about used draws and and a lot of porn talk <laughs> lot of the porn last talk. couple of weeks. But okay. we we have talked about this virus in the past, and I do think it's important to show how that also affects the world of employment because mm. there is an uptick in cases. There is inherently an uptick in the need for testers. Who's on the phone with us right now for the job fair, JG? We have James with us, and he's going to tell us about being a COVID tester. James, welcome to the job fair. First and foremost, how the hell you doing? How you doing, Roy? I'm 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 good. You know, tired. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all can tell. I'm a little tired, but uh, I'm good right now. In the middle of work. Then we'll we'll let you hurry up and get back to work. I only have one or two questions. Number one, what was your background pre-COVID? Pre-COVID, um, I just uh, EMT. Finishing my phlebotomy, so I mainly was doing a lot of ambulance work, uh, driving up uh, patients or at ALS events, mainly just in an ambulance, uh, 40 okay. 50 hours a week. Okay, so you already had an inherent care and concern, you have a heart. So, because I, because where COVID testing is concerned, I've always been curious at, especially in the early days, the early days, the New Rochelle quarantine National Guard passing out water days mm-hmm. of COVID. What makes someone want to go test people for some shit that we don't even know a lot about? Like pre-vaccine COVID testers. Well, for me personally, I mean, I didn't start testing until about September, October last year. So tests had kind of been out a little bit longer. Um, But there was no vaccine yet, bro. No vaccine. Um, Hmm. You know, we still didn't have a a handle on how you got it. It was still like maybe it's on top of a table, you can still get it. You know, it wasn't just coughing or in the air. We didn't know exactly. So This was I right mean, after we thought only white people could catch COVID. Remember that up. window? I, Black Twitter definitely had me thinking, I was like, am I about to get a promotion? Like, I was definitely thinking that. So, but actually, I uh, I ended up catching it in August, so I found out that uh, oh. that wasn't true. Oh, wow. So, yeah. What a so. crazy way to find out that Black people can catch it by being a black person and catching it. Oh. That 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 would shake that would shake the foundations a bit. Yeah, I ended up catching it. I was out the whole month of August. I kept testing positive. And then as soon as I got out, I started working with this company, ironically, started doing COVID testing. So I mean I'm almost a year in now. Seen a lot of nostrils, uh, a lot of positives. Are you are you the guy that like tells the people that because most because I tested positive for COVID back in January and 
it was at an urgent care. And so the guy came out and walked me out to the sidewalk like he was telling me my daddy died. And oh. then, you know, he said, I just want you to know it's not the end of the world and you're going to be okay. Or is that is the notification side of the game, is that handled by other people or are you the guy that does that as well? Because I imagine you're going around the work sites, right? Or are you just doing this for the general public at like free testing centers? I do both. We have office right now. It's in Culver City. We're going to open a, a location in Studio City. That's what we're hiring for. Um, we get about 100 or so people a day. Um, some, I'm, sometimes I'm testing. Sometimes I'm just doing paperwork. Um, a lot of times I'm giving people their results. So, you know, if it is positive, you know, I, I do kind of pull you aside away from other people, you know, so they don't hear. And then, you know, I got to let you know, you know, the news, you know, some people taking a stride. Some people kind of know because they've been out in these streets, uh, especially the last couple of weeks. Um, honestly, our office uh, today alone, or I should say the last two, three weeks, we've been trending about like nine to 10% positive rate. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. so that's typically like around nine or 10 positive. But uh, today, uh, Right before I called you, I think we had number nine already. So, and that's with vaccinated and unvaccinated um, people coming in, they're testing positive. Some after their first dose, sometimes they're already fully vaccinated. And um, they just been, some, they'll tell me that I was out in these streets, you know, I was out at the brunch, I was at mm-hmm. this party, and then um, a friend tested positive, they let me know, or a boss or somebody else. Some people are traveling, they're coming back. And that's the hardest part is um, we test kids too because, you know, families are coming back. The schools require it. Yeah. And uh, we have family coming back from Mexico the other day and mom tested negative. I think the older sibling tested uh, negative, but the youngest one, he tested positive. I got one question for you, man. Um, it's, it's almost scary to hear that you're getting people in who have been fully vaccinated. Are you seeing more of the Delta variant or are you just, or is it just COVID? It's a Lambda variant? too right there. Yeah, like it's like three versions. I heard it's a Freaknik version of it. Ooh, I don't want that one. I mean, I've only heard of the Delta and Gamma hidden in the US. I haven't done too much research on it, but I don't get the actual like um, results from the lab. They don't tell me, oh, this one's, you know, Delta or this one's Gamma or anything else. They just, I just find out it's positive and we pass on the results. Hmm. I think most hmm. of the time, it was whatever variant it is, they pass that on to the county or like your, your county's department of health. They'll get the, you know, find out which variant is actually, you know, more local to your area. I was just going to say, this is not work for the faint of heart. So thank you for doing it. Thank you. And then also, what does it pay? So for my, for my office, um, Always and typically. How many lives did you change, JG? How about that? Right. How many souls did you have? But, James, yeah, but yeah, the pay. What's the money? For my office, uh, right now we're hiring uh, for about twenty-one to twenty-five dollars an hour. Um, typically, everybody's part-time. Ooh. They're real flexible with your schedule. Whoa. Um, That's a lot of money. I, work- I might go and catch that shit again. <laughs> mm, sounds a like lot the hustle of money. Move, right? Sounds like the hustle um, move right there. I work for you know separate companies. This company mainly is just office-based, and sometimes we do our production sets or our local companies. They'll have us come mm-hmm. out. And we'll test out there. Um, like I said, we have a location open up in Studio City. That's what we're hiring for. And then really, you just need like the basic, um, you know, medical background. EMT, I'm just like an EMT um, medical assistant. Most of my coworkers, they're um, either medical assistants or LVNs that are going to school as an RN. So that's why typically most everybody work with, they're part-time because mm-hmm. they got to go to school. Yes. They do uh, also, for when we do travel, like when we have to go to uh, different sites, mm-hmm. You get mileage. So for me, I work for two separate companies. One is the parent company of this office. Um, I've been sent out far. I was telling Ralph, you know, I got sent to a cement plant that's two hours north of LA. And I don't even live in LA. So I live in Riverside. So that was like a four hour drive at three, four in the morning. 
mm-hmm. um, just to get out there, test those workers. I mean, they're, and their schedule is already crazy. And then just to come back and go to the other sites. Sometimes I'll drive three, four different sites a day. Um, I just got my car February 28th. I put 20,000, I think I have 20,000 mark today. So Jeez, I'm going to put in some miles. miles brother. You need to write that off. One last question for me. What's the worst part? Like the worst part? The worst part? Just testing the kids. I mean, because mm-hmm. some, you know, they see it, you know, and they automatically crying. No, 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 mommy, especially mm-hmm. the real ones that are really, really little. It's hard to test, oh. you know, and like the, in the littlest movement, like you can hurt somebody. So like they're just like fidgeting. And I know the parents try to come down. I can't really test. Them. I don't I don't want to test them. Like I'll try to like, you know, what? you take a break, take the kid outside for a second, try to get them to come back in. You know, I try to talk to the kids, tell them, you know, anything, try to be real animated with them. To try to get them to calm down, tell them look up the sky, clouds, or anything like that, so I can test them and just kind of get them in and out of there. They're the, they're the most difficult, um, and it, it's hard. You know, you kind of hurt them because they, you know, they get all sad. But most times, it doesn't actually. We don't go that deep at my office. Um, it doesn't have to go that far into the nostril to get the the amount of yeah, mucus we need. Motherfuckers be so brain for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are other no ones reason. that do, but um, yeah, we don't go that far. So typically afterwards, you know, they'll laugh, they'll go afterwards, they'll oh. say thank you, which is which is cool. And I mean, and some people, some people don't. So, so you that's, that's probably the hardest part. I was just going to say, you can't do the spit test with the kids? It depends on where you work at and what the lab requires or basically what that offers. So some people do. Some have like cough on something to spit. Some do the um, oral. Yeah. My company typically doesn't do the oral just because of, you know, the rate of um, inconclusive uh, okay. tests that come out because it depends on what you ate, how long mm-hmm. ago you ate it, especially if you ate coffee, that feels like a nine hour window or something like that. So. JG, you also know that over in China, they're doing anal COVID testing Mm-mm. at Mm-mm. the airport. At the it's airport. That's disgusting. As soon as you get airport. the customs, at bend the airport. your ass over. Yes. Bend your ass over and get this, <laughs> that get is this disgusting. Touch your brain. They just smile at you. I don't even want to know. James, it was important know. that we had you on because mm-hmm. your job, you work for a company that's hiring where you are, but this is a job that exists where everyone mm-hmm. is. So if you all are hiring, more than likely they're hiring from coast to coast, from Seattle to Miami. Where can people reach your company or just give them the name of the company and let them Google that shit? Um, my company is Hummingbird RX. Um, you can actually reach my manager. because I'm not going to be uh, betting the emails at admin at hummingbirdrx.com. Spell, uh, that, send spell them a, that URL, please. Uh, A-D-M-I-N at Hummingbird, H-U-M-M-I-N-G-R-X.com. Uh, send in you know, a brief summary and then touch your resume with it. And we'll get in touch with you shortly. Yes, okay. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Thank you so much, Shane. Appreciate, in, appreciate what you do. Oh, yeah. No problem, guys. Love y'all. Love what y'all doing. Oh, Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Respect to you, brother. Okay. See, it ain't all panty skeeting jobs on this show right sometimes we do meaningful shit we had the domestic violence mm-hmm. woman on that time we've we've had numerous people from meaningful the prostate awareness the cancer and, yes and so now covid after the break the homie rod for short who i'm sure is a man that has stuck q-tips many a place but oh, not gosh. for oh. covid because they wanted it job fam <laughs> we'll be right back Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota Dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. 
course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Job fair. We back in it. That's a brave brother. Mm. Testing people for COVID. Now, I'm looking at a little bit of the research that a down South Georgia girl pulled up. Now, I know he said that COVID testers get anywhere in that that 20 to 25 ballpark. Mm -hmm. But the pay can be as high as $45 an hour for people who are willing to invest in the skills and the training. Damn, that's a that's a good check, man. It's a good lick. That's a good check. I don't want that job. Gotta agree with JG on that. Um, I I have been suckered into a I've been suckered into a bad job before because the pay per hour was so high. But I feel like with this one, not only is it a pressure thing, but it's beyond heroic in my opinion at this point to drive around and test random people that you don't know for the Delta variant. When I ain't gonna lie to you, Roy, I almost called you, bro. I I honestly thought that the Delta variant was when a white girl pledges Delta in the Midwest. I didn't really think that what? it was something. It it just made sense to me. I don't, I didn't a know. A white girl it, in a black sorority. No. I just said. Ah. Make it easier for, yeah, that's a Delta variant. That's what I thought it was, but I was apparently oh, wrong. Um, I didn't know what it was. I, and I, was I don't want afraid. that job. I don't want that job because I get attached to people, even if I'm mm. with them for a few moments. If I can talk to them or whatever i would get attached and then what if they don't make it i know they're just trying to get the vaccine it's just too much jacqueline you you strike me as the type of person as a COVID tester who would deliver the positive test message like you would deliver the bad news to someone and then would like sit with them for an hour yeah and ask them about it and then you would catch COVID yourself bingo that's what would happen <laughs> yes yeah i'm gonna make them a chicken pot pie i'm gonna be sad with them no I can't do oh, that. Oh, can I give you a hug? Yes, yes. Both of y'all did. I know, right? Big <laughs> they all hugging on you. Talking about, thank you. Uh, you ain't got no H's in your name. They steady breathing off. Uh, you are so special. And see, uh, that's why so I don't, I would not take that job. I'd be a detriment to myself. You've heard oh, his voice, okay. so you already know what time it is. <laughs> it's the part of the show where we invite our white people, black people, all are just on to give us some news that you can bring up with co-workers of the opposite race to hopefully break the ice and kill that tension in the workplace. And honestly, if these mask mandates start coming back more and more and more, you might not have to break the ice no more because everybody's going to be shutting the fuck up. So enjoy them while we have them because we might not need to do this segment anymore if there's more shutdowns. Mama named him Narado. We call him Rod for short. Rod, I bid you a happy middle of August. Good sir. What's cracking, man? Uh, yeah, very, very lovely. Moving on and fall like this is my my second favorite time of the year. Your brother's Rod. What's the first? Winter time. I love it when it's freezing cold out. I think that I like it more so because when it's freezing, you can do something about that. 
Mm. You can layer up. You can do a lot of things to beat the freeze. When it's 110 out, you get butt naked and still be just as hot. There's nothing you can do about the heat. Uh, I hate that so much. <laughs> All right. So, Rod, give the people some things to break the ice this week. We're we're back serious again this week. I don't know if you noticed or not. We've been, you know, trying to keep a serious hat on today. You know, we, mm-hmm. we spent two weeks straight talking about draws and squirting and... <laughs> All types Scat. of chaos. Adult mm. entertainment, which is a billion-dollar business. And legal. And legal. Rod, before we get into breaking the ice, help me settle an argument from last week. All right. If you are married to a woman, and then you find out this woman is an escort overseas, in the time y'all mm-hmm. have been married, four or five years, this woman has made $700,000 as an escort to Chinese businessmen. Mm-hmm. Did she cheat or did she just have a job behind your back? Both. That's mm. pretty, pretty good, mm. right? <laughs> <laughs> What's with you in the diplomacy? What? What? I don't understand the confusion. <laughs> Jacqueline says it's a job, and that it is. She she provided a service. She got paid. I'm sorry I didn't tell you about my job, but anyway, we still married, right? So it's a job now because she was providing a service and things like that and not cheating. Let me ask you something. Was yes. that service sucking somebody else's dick? Because if it was, she's cheating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was sucking somebody else's forward. dick in China, though. It was sucking somebody else's dick in China. They don't count. It's like what happens in Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. yeah it's some weirdos, man. No, I've it, was transactional. it was transactional I've, dick I've, sucking, I've Rob. People who do things like that, and I don't like that, like, people be in a situation where it's like, supposed to be no rules but there's all these rules to it I like that kind of shit listen if if we can sleep with other people we can just sleep with other people I, but I know people who've had this well we have agreed that if we're not in the same state it's okay and all this dumb That's shit silly. listen if she's sucking somebody else's dick I don't give a fuck if it was on Jupiter motherfucker she's cheating she is she's not cheating, cheating. This is her is job. Have, is she having sex with somebody else? Is she cheating? <laughs> no. Oh, God. Okay, Rob. You said it could be the blue chick from the fifth element. I don't give a shit. But it's, all, it's also his fault, though. Um, if your mess. wife has been secretly sucking dick in Beijing for five years, you're supposed to know about that. Mm-hmm. Right. The first time she takes that trip back from China and don't kiss you, it's time to ask some questions. That's all I'm saying. Like I, I, I... She was an app developer, Rod, and she had to go to China to speak with the that, app developers. See, see that's she absolutely right. Valley. She's an shit. app developer, and she can't Zoom a nigga? Come on, now. Apps work with the internet. You telling me you got to meet in person and talk about an app? What you all are missing is that she kept her husband satisfied and she kept all of these men satisfied for four years and made good hard. money She's do a it. Prostitute. She is a businesswoman. She's a fucking, she kept these men satisfied. They were just paying for sex. She didn't do nothing special. I mean, she made the money. That's right. I'm sorry, officer. There's nothing illegal going on here. I, this is not a prostitute. This is my emotional support hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
bring Rod on this program <laughs> to break the ice. Clearly, this is not one you should bring up at your job. Now, Rod, we've been talking about COVID for most of this episode. And honestly, I think with these mandatory vaccination orders that are starting to come down at a lot of different companies now, I think this is a topic either race could bring up. But don't talk about your company. I think we could talk about the NFL and, you know, everything that's going on with the league now and saying if you're an unvaccinated player and your positive COVID case causes us to shut down a whole game and we can't make that game up, nobody gets a game check. And then you saw where um, Kirk Cousins, quarterback for the Vikings, he just came out and said, I ain't vaccinated. I ain't getting vaccinated. It is what it is. One, another NFL player said that if you would not get vaccinated for your teammates to keep them from losing games and losing checks, you're a bad teammate. Damn. To which Jalen Ramsey first off jumped in, the great quarterback Jalen Ramsey jumped in and Jalen said he Ramsey. doesn't agree that that makes you a bad teammate. And then D-Hop came off the top ropes to add to that with, I would never want to hurt my teammates in this situation, so I'll probably just think about retiring, which is so close. Wow. Yet so far. You don't want to be a bad teammate and cause your teammates a check at a game. So you'll just quit your fucking dream job. And pro maybe bowler. make them He's lose a pro bowler too. Out there, I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah, like let's let's forget. I don't want to be a bad teammate. Make you miss out on one game check and one loss. I'll just leave the team. We'll never play in the playoffs and make a Super Bowl if I can. It's just trick off the whole right season. So dumb. I don't think unvaccinated players realize how little power they have. Mm. And a lot of zero. And a lot of y'all need that check. Mm. They all the bulk of the players, <laughs> the bulk of the, you know, you got your Richie Riches who can take a stand and they can walk away and, and be fine. They were good with their money, but it's a lot of cats. Mm. Sketchy you got a cost of living. Yeah, you ain't been good with your bread. And now you talking this, you ain't gonna get a vaccination check. Your ass gonna be playing in one of them bootleg leagues they keep dropping every year and a half. Right. You waiting for the it's, USFL to come back around. Hey, Most the awesome. FL, they got me back again some point. <laughs> Most awesome football squad. What? It's going to be playing for the Tallahassee Snatchbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, what's the mascot? What's the, the mascot look like for the Snatchbacks? <laughs> a little bitty, a little bitty ponytail. So a little bitty ass ponytail. <laughs> the ducklets hanging out at the whole time. Yo, the duck tail. <laughs> Why you bullshitting? You should never fight a woman with a little bitty ponytail. Facts. Oh, yeah. Facts. Beat the shit out of you. Facts. She ain't got nothing to lose. Somebody's just got to die. Somebody famous has to die. Mm -hmm. But who else? Who else do we need to do? Cats have died. Nobody nobody of pop culture significance has died Mm. from COVID yet. Like, you need like that. Don't say and anybody's is, name. That would be Toby nice. Keith has oh. to die. And then we can get all the And swing up. And swing up. Then let me make a comparison, JG. Okay. Because I'm not I'm not going to I'm not wishing COVID death on someone. No. You need 
because an infection from COVID ain't gonna do it. Tom mm-hmm. Hanks getting infected mm-hmm. didn't change nobody. We name all the famous black folks that yeah. got the cough. Didn't change shit. Didn't you have it? Nigga, I'm not famous. I'm on cable. That's different. <laughs> hey, in the sense of a famous person's death from COVID would hit this country the same way Magic Johnson's AIDS mm. thing. Like, the way that brought about awareness and oh, mm-hmm. oh, maybe we should give a fuck about AIDS. Mm. You need that from someone relevant. I'm not gonna like argue. Famous, famous. I'm not gonna name any names because no. I'm not trying to be dark like that. I will. Uh, like point? when Trump had it, he didn't die. I'm sorry. Oh, Shake that's your head all you want. But one, when Trump had it, he didn't it. die. That's the and one personally, we need. Right. And personally, I always felt to still feel like that's when <laughs> shit was fucked up. Because when he didn't die, it made the whole thing look like bullshit. But he had the best doctors in the world. No, he didn't. And that's he what the, they don't understand. He had the doctors at Walter Reed that give you rubber bands when you have ED. They weren't the best doctors in the world. That's what they're, they're really going to think the president of the United States got the same Medicaid bullshit as somebody no. in Tupelo, Mississippi got. <laughs> Ain't no I way. I really think that he had the same coverage that my father had, who was an officer in the military and went to the same fucking hospital and still ended up going to another place. All I'm saying is Trump was lying to us. This dude was in the hospital. That's a whole other conversation. I'll stop. All I'm saying is if Trump would have died, shit would be different. A sitting president would have died of COVID. Things would have been different. I don't think it would have helped them because they these are the same people who give Trump credit for the vaccine, but mm-hmm. they won't take the vaccine. Those people don't follow <laughs> logic. Yeah. Fair point. No logic. If he would have died, they would have still been like, fuck you. Because when he started wearing a mask and told everybody to wear a mask, those people were legit replying to his Twitter with, I respect you, I yeah. love you, but I disagree with you on this. I'm not wearing the mask, Mr. President. <laughs> All right, flip the script for us, Rod. Blackpool, uh, some heartwarming news in white world right now. Uh, the internet, all the blaze about a woman in California dropped a TikTok video recently showing her dog at the beach meeting, greeting, and playing with a sea lion. It is... It is a very cute video. It's very nice, but there's been some pushback by wildlife officials in California because they're kind of, they're just assholes about it. What they said, a lot of people love the video. It's been passed around by millions. The wildlife officials are saying they went us against harassing wild animals and it's just like that's fucking who are you talking to the dog he he doesn't understand english he doesn't know he's harassing a wild animal and neither does that wild animal they seem to be getting along just fine in the video Rhonda, pull up real quick what do sea lions eat (laughs) oh no i can pull that up for me are they we've had this conversation haven't we rod i can i can answer this unfortunately (laughs) Uh, sea lions uh, rape and inseminate penguins and eat them. <gasps> I've seen it on that geo. Me and Rod had okay. a conversation about now, it's the see, truth. You see how far we got into this episode without saying something freaky? We were, this is supposed That's to be. That's not freaky. Bad. That is nature. That is nature. <laughs> she asked what it eats. I was saying what I've seen on that geo. <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily but think that's freaky, Brad. I'm worried about the penguins. You sitting up here worried about a fucking sea lion. I'm worried about the penguins. That's not the fetish zone. 
No, there ain't no fetish. It's what they do. There's a whole special on that GM. Here we go from down South Georgia, girl. Sea lions eat many things. Fish, anchovies, salmon, Mm. sardines. They have 34 to 38 teeth. They don't use them to chew their food. They swallow their food. It could have ate the dog. Oh, no. (laughs) Is my point. No. It depends on how big it was. It depends on how big it was. I haven't seen it. We'll post a video. We'll post a video. And if Rod says it's nice and warm and heartwarming and worth bringing up, when, you know, it's always cute when you got two creatures from different divisions. Like when you see a that. puppy and a duck, it shit's always warm. It's warm. The man like has that. a woman's stocking on his head. You're not going to get into that. And he's warm. What, why, why are you messing with his stock? Hey, let I'm it all the way out. Shit to ride about his hair choices because the first thing he gonna do is attack this goatee. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna be quiet. That's I'm so hard to hear you leave it busted and get rid of it, though, man. Yeah, Are you gonna man, sell it? We done. You know they need to make a merkin out of that goatee and we need to sell that shit. <laughs> we make a killing, you make a merkin out of that goatee, bro. People who don't know what a merkin <laughs> is, What's a merkin with you. A merkin is a pubic toupee. It's like a fake mustache it's or a coochie weave weave. for your genitals. It's a weave. Yeah. It's a lace front for your coochie. Mm-hmm. I got no. a question. No, you don't have a question about a merkin. This is supposed to be a nice, upright, bounce-back episode that was morally sound about the spread of the Delta variant COVID. But, and now somehow we're talking about coochie wigs. But who needs a merkin? Why would you need a merkin? Oh, that's a whole nother well, show. If y'all telling me to research guests no, on merkin, no, is that right? what you just said? Y'all need me to research merkin guests? No. His I'll do podcast it. I'll is Uncle Rod's Story Corner. History on you real quick. <laughs> His podcast is Uncle Rod's Story Corner. You can get it wherever you get on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Rod. Text me. I, Seriously. I will. We will talk about the history of Mergens, Jacqueline. Y'all have a good time, man. Bye. <laughs> Drink good, my dude. Drink See good. You, Rod. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Scam of the week time. Oh, no. <laughs> Speaking of the NFL, we had two brothers on the phone, man. Two gentlemen that, in their own regards, are amazing entertainers and. You know, I, I I don't like the word comedian because it boxes people in. Mm-hmm. I don't like that word. I don't like saying that comedian. These brothers are creatives, and what they do on the internet is a gift to the motherfucking world. Jacqueline, if you would be more active on social media, you would see this shit. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. That's why you don't know about verses, because verses is for people that all. I don't have to. We'll talk about this later. We got to get these brothers in and out as fast as we can. The wonderful, wonderful actor, comedian, dancer, writer, television star, movie star, Atheon Crockett. How are you doing today, brothers? Straight from Kakalaka. Brother, I'm doing even better after you gave me all those titles. I didn't I wasn't expecting the accolade, but uh, I'm I'm doing great. I'm I'm blessed, brother who you do a lot of great parodies of the verses, but that's why I brought up the verses in the first place. Uh, it's also an amazing content creator and actor in his own regard. I know he reps hard for the Chicago Bears because that's who gave him a paycheck for a long time to tackle a lot of white people on a football field. Uh, <laughs> he is Spice Adams. Spice, how you doing, brother? What's up, man? <laughs> now, Like I say, man, just... I'm just trying to be like Ace, man. 
all I want to do. Yeah. That's trying to be like me, Ice. You, you the guy. Yeah, you got I the... can't get the pop locked down, man. I gotta lose a hundred more pounds, and I can get it. No, yeah, nice, but, your, but your ankle sock game, bro, is so heavy. You know what I'm saying? You can't disrespect your ankle sock game, Spice. You be killing it, sir. I, <laughs> I ankle socks. Yo, ankle socks unmatched, man. Jacqueline, we finna put you on to some shit after the show. Obviously. Eighth, go ahead and run us down real quick with your worst job. Taco Bell, how do I say this? Nasty as hell. Like More the so the conditions nasty? of the building that I was in. Let me be clear, because in case Taco Bell wanted to cut me a check. Um, the food was amazing, but um, the floors were highly greasy. And it was literally like, I don't I don't roller skate, but it felt like roller skating on, on the floor. How they end, I was a dishwasher uh, for a convention. So imagine the convention of 9,000 people. And oh. well, not 9,000, 900 people. Mm-hmm. But for all of those 900, it's all of the wares per person. You got the two forks, the mm-hmm. two knife, uh, the knife, the spoon, the, the cup, Salad, the glass, dinner, the plate, the little plate, spoon, the bowl, everything spoon. per person for a 900 party. Like I'm stuck in the kitchen doing that. So it was legit in the, in those two jobs when I used to take bathroom breaks and they thought I was shitting, but I was really just stalling so I wouldn't have to go back to work. So Spice, scam of the week is, you know, I love a good scam. Um, I don't know how much you know about me, brother, but you know, I was, uh, had a lot of fun at Florida A&M University running around with a couple of credit cards procuring blue jeans that didn't belong to me as I mm-hmm. sold them all across the campus to make a little money to Buy alcohol under age for homecoming. Tell me a story about um, a scam you saw run at a job or maybe a scam you was running. Any hustles, any, any way anybody was cutting corners around you, Spice, as a young man right. coming up in the world of employment. My homeboy in high school, <laughs> this man used to get Air Max or any shoe that had an air bubble in it. <laughs> and he would... He would poke the hose in the air bubbles he first of all he would wear the shoe like out to the club to school whatever i mean just just mobbing in them next thing you know like maybe two days afterwards he would poke a hole into the air bubble then he would send it back and say hey man these Mm. shoes are defective man i got these shoes the air bubbles is is is, it don't it don't work Mm -hmm. so they'll send him a whole nother, a whole, a different shoe. It could be uh, Air Force One or something like that or some or like another pair of Air Max. Same thing. He busts the hole in that one. Next thing you know, I get some Air Max to my house. And I'm like, dang, what? How I get some Air Max? To my-? Then he started using other people's oh. names. So I'm like, <laughs> I call my home, but I'm like, dog, you know, I got a pair of Air Max today. He's like, oh, those mine, man. I'll be there in like 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, what? So next thing you know, <laughs> one of my other homeboys, he got some Air Max in his house. So this dude had at least six or seven pair of Air Max in rotation, man, like wow. every month, dude. And then I guess things got a little hot to him and he, he kind of stopped. Then he went to like New Balance or something like that. But he, <laughs> he switched from Nike to Reebok. I mean, he was all over the place, dog. But I had never I seen... It anything like that man this this dude he, he was on one man but that's that's my dude i, I ain't gonna say his name 
But he 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 know what he used to do. I mean, Spice it was high school. He's grown now. If he's still doing that, he need to get his shit together. I yeah. guarantee you, he's probably tried. Oh my! <laughs> I, just, knowing what I know about him, I guarantee you, he's probably tried. Spice, and was like, hey, Spice, they don't do that no more. Spice, you need some new friends, bro. Respectfully. This was, you know, when we was broke in high school, man. So. He's grown now, Spice, and you're still saying he might be doing the shit. He's motherfuckers <laughs> returning New Balances, Spike. I would not put it past them. I want to know how he's returning to New Balances and, and getting new New Balances. Those are pretty hard. I, I don't up. know. He got some. You can't I don't call know, this dude. Man. Send a tweet. I like New Balances, man. I, I'm, I'm from DC. That's my shoe. Well, Spice, Eighth Young, thank y'all so much for coming on, man, and just giving me a couple minutes of your time i i do appreciate y'all i appreciate what you do um at spice adams on all so is that are you spice adams everywhere or are you like yep. original spice Jew? At, at spice adams on all social media at apion crockett that's me thank you so much man appreciate y'all that's the show we learned a lot today we learned some shit we shouldn't have learned didn't need to know about emerging hey man you gotta educate people supposed to be we were trying to educate the people about coronavirus and COVID. <laughs> fucking wearing a mask. The Delta variant. This week. What a Delta yeah. variant. We learned what a Delta variant. I learned what a Delta. Thank you. I know what a Delta variant was. It's not a white woman in a black sorority. In the Midwest, though. <laughs> in the Midwest, like Ralph that's a Delta variant. It's got to be a variant. A black, a, a, a white girl Delta from 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 Dartmouth. That is a Delta variant. It is a product of iHeart Media, Comedy Central, South Park Press Productions. Because I, I wanted to do a show that was meaningful today. We taught people things. To do. We taught people things. All of your shows think of all, are meaningful. All meaningful. We, we taught, all of them. Think of all the things we taught Jacqueline today. Oh. We taught Jacqueline a whole lot, and then Jacqueline educated us. We teach people, right? All the other shows that Just information. Make sure you're taking care of yourself, whether you're Please. unvaccinated or not. Please take care of yourself. Please take this virus seriously. Sir Ralph, mm. thank you as always. And uh, Jacqueline. Yes. Um, good luck to you tonight on whatever the hell you about to go Google. <laughs> I'm not going to Google anything else or go to Instagram to try to get the correct spelling for whatever that thing is. Incognito browser, Jason. Think of all the things you learn. Just think of all the things you learn. Thank you to Brother James out there mobile COVID testing and putting his life on the line. And thank you to all the COVID testers that are Mm -hmm. out there doing this good work. If you want to be a part of it, you know, just look up what's going on in your area. Thank you also to Atheon, Crockett, and Spice Adams. Those are two very, very funny brothers. You can find them online uh, doing hilarious parody it, like it's too much to describe just go to Atheon yeah. Crockett or Spice Adams page and laugh next week we'll try to do another show that doesn't mention vagina wigs or penguin sex sea lions are evil animals no, they're not. I ain't saying no more y'all don't want that y'all don't want that this has been a Comedy Central podcast Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.